You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Awkward After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz TV's Awkward After Show. Hello, everybody. Bing is for doing, and we're here doing another after Buzz TV after show for Awkward. Season 2, Episode 6. Why does it sound so quiet? Phil, are you even in there? I'm here. All and when, right. when uh, So when Ed Bowling says we're doing, it's actually more he's doing. And uh, I'm going to help fill in this week. Um, oh, fill in the spirit in. of After Buzz, I, I, I got into this show. This is my first time viewing. Uh-huh. But you know what? I enjoyed it. And so if I can add color commentary to Ed's brilliance... I hope I can do that. Please do, please do. Now, I got to say that a lot of the stuff was funny, only really to a fan of the show. Like, some of the stuff, you know, it was tying into some other other things. Like, actually, Molly Tarlov, who plays Sadie Saxton on the show, right? She was in studio, what was it, two two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. And so, you know, her character, she told us, the whole, her character famous line is to say, you're welcome. And the way she says it, the way she delivers it, is hilarious. And she... Basically, at least does it once every episode. And this time she did it once. Sometimes she does it more than that. But this time she did it in a totally different tone and released it totally different. But, you know, it was still hilarious because if you've seen the other episodes, you know. But this one started with the whole wedding drama. Allie's getting married, as we know. Uh, And they start up there shopping for her dress. And, you know... Jenna's mom is just, even though her marriage is on the rocks right now, and we haven't seen Kevin. Oh, my God. When's the last time we saw Kevin? Not in the jacuzzi. We saw him, I think, maybe one other time after that. But we haven't seen her husband. Her, you know, But she's still in there. She's got Allie, who's getting married. Allie's trying to hook her up with, you know, planning on hooking her up uh, with some new guy. At the wedding, and this this is all from last episode. We don't even know that what she's really got in plan in store for her is the guy from high school, her high school sweetheart. Oh, that's the wedding march, dude. That is way too too serious and romantic for this show. But anyway, um, so you know everything is just we're watching the show, and everything is kind of funny and cool. And I guess I don't know those dresses, the peach ones. I'm not like a type, you know, like I know what looks good and what looks bad, Phil. But I was thinking that that part was a joke when she brought out the peach dresses and said, look, I I bought your dresses. But the real joke was when the red dress came out. And that was for the little flower bitch, Jenna. Is that is that a common term, the flower bitch, Jenna? I mean, you know what? I I really like the, again, my first episode. So for me, watching it, I, 
what's nice is that they they take life situations and ultrify them if uh-huh. that's even a word you know to its its maximum and and of course I really wish Isabel, Annie, and of course Crystal were here because they could offer the female perspective, unlike us. But uh, you know, from everything that I've seen so far, and because I haven't been to too many weddings, it seems like the brides they just get crazy. And so, you know, they they played a nice angle that I haven't ever seen before. You know, uh-huh. uh, of course, there's the bridesmaid and, and things like that, and you see weddings pairing all the time. But I thought they did a really nice job in a in a way that I haven't yet seen before. Well, they hit us with they they hit us with all the major things they were going to present to us in this episode and when we get to the end like I just I picked up on something at the end that actually just kind of blew me away about what we're realizing about um and I think it reflects on a little bit about how the writing is is a little bit deeper than what things appear to be in this show. Things, you know, when you watch the show and you laugh and you enjoy all the physical comedy that goes on, all this stuff, but if you follow the story and you know the characters, you'll see what I'm talking about later. But, um, yeah, I mean, in that first, in this whole wedding drama, we get introduced to the, to the existence of Ben, Jenna's mom's first boyfriend, okay? And then how Allie is totally trying to hook them back up. Okay, and also the fact that Jenna's mom is going to be getting a hotel room after for after the wedding, but of course she's getting a hotel room to try to rekindle things with her estranged husband, Jenna's dad, who's supposed to be coming to the wedding. What she doesn't know, and Ali hits, like I said, all we get all this stuff right in the beginning. Ali says, "You know what? Kevin's not coming. He said he can't make it, but Ben is." And at that point, Lacey gets all excited about My Ben. Yeah, she's saying, my Ben, she's getting just giddy and remembering. And you know what? This is the type of thing that Awkward does. It's like, you know what? Everybody that I talk to to watch the show, they want Lacey and Kevin to make it work. And, you know, just because they were actually a great couple. They were very young. She got pregnant uh, very young and didn't go to college. And they just seemed like a great, fun young couple that did a good job raising Jenna and even and, you know and all of anybody who likes Jenna as the character knows that she wants her parents to get back together but this is uh it's like a little bit of how things really go you know it's like the parents even you know in real in real life the parents that you want to stay together do you think are perfect they don't necessarily stay together no matter how bad you want them to stay together and so we you know the viewer, the fan, wants them to get back together. And so that makes us, like, really, even though we love watching Allie, she's so funny, smoking and calling her, calling uh, Jenna a little bitch and freaking out about the flower uh, basket not being there. I mean, it's hilarious, but at the same time, we don't like what she's doing. She, You know, we identify her as a, just a bad influence on the whole thing. So Ben's coming. Uh, then all of a sudden she asks Jenna something about the basket. Jenna's freaking out because her mom is all giddy about this guy from her past and she doesn't want that to happen. <clears throat> and so at that moment, though, when Allie sees that Jenna doesn't have the basket that she wanted her to hold the flowers in, then she freaks out and then tells her that she ruined her life the day she was born. Now, to me, what that means is she's reflecting back to when Lacey got married to Kevin and she decided to, you know, probably decided to not have an abortion right to have Jenna, that that whole choice that Lacey made meant way back in, you know, right about high school age, 
Allie lost her best party friend, her best everything, her buddy. She lost her because of that. And then Allie went on to continue to live the, you know, wild and crazy life all the way up until now where she's getting married to a guy that she hasn't even had sex with and that, you know, she's marrying him because in the beginning we think that he's, she's getting married to him because he's got money and he's willing to spend it on her uh, and all that. But you're explaining like crazy stuff to me. <laughs> and but and it is crazy. Later we find out more. So okay. So now flash over to Jake and Maddie. They are true friends. Like if you don't know what we know about Maddie and what Maddie hasn't told Jake and how he's acted and all this stuff, yo, they look like real buds. Uh, Jake's giving him busting his balls about Courtney, the freshman that he's dating. Um, he's borrowing a suit from Maddie so he can go to the wedding where his girlfriend's a flower girl. I mean, poor Jake doesn't know anything about the truth of what really went on between Jenna and Maddie. And Maddie is, aside from all that, he's a great friend. They're great friends. But he has kept so many secrets that's going to be a big thing. Now, now, Phil, you said it was your first time viewing this time. So I was while we were watching, I was kind of filling Phil in on some of the details. And so that was the deal there. When they're when Jake and Maddie are together and they're acting like such good friends, they are. But what Jake doesn't know is that his current girlfriend is who Maddie was with. And Maddie and Jenna already had sex and Jake and Jenna have not. Yeah, I got that part of it. Okay. No, I was... Uh, Ed, do you remember your high school days? I sure do. And then they're supposed to be really, really close friends, right? They are They are best friends, like, since elementary school, these guys. All right. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. I have, again, in terms of the progression of the show, I don't know how it's going to fully go because I, I haven't seen enough to create a pattern. But it could be a season two kind of finale. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, especially if they're that close friends. Like, that's, you don't, uh, this is something you and I could speak well to, unlike the wedding stuff. Right. You know, but, you know, as a high school dude, like, that's that's a huge betrayal. And you just don't do that. And, you know, I, f- I feel like it happens more often than not. Hmm. Um, but it's going to it's gonna blow it up. And uh, who knows? I don't know. May, I, I, I don't know if you, I don't know if I could continue to be friends with someone after that there you, you know, go I, I don't think they will be there you go and i think you're right i don't think that they will uh they will divulge that they will try to conclude that during the season i think that's going to be part of the cliffhanger going into season uh three absolutely and uh talking about speaking well to something i want to make sure and i tell our listeners and our viewers how they can help things moving along here um uh, as you guys know, you guys who listen to us on our podcast, you listen to or you watch us uh, as we stream live right now at AfterBuzzTV.com or you catch us on YouTube. All of us who are here hosting shows and doing discussions about them and after shows and talking about them after, we all do it voluntarily. We do it because we are super fans of the show. Uh, we do it because we love watching the show and then getting together and talking about it and tossing back you know, tossing back and forth theories and talking about it. In, in that vein, you guys who watch us and enjoy it, you can keep keep things alive here, keep things going, keep things free by actually helping us out monetarily. The great news about that is that you don't actually have to come out of pocket yourself. Uh, Afterbus TV has a relationship with Amazon.com, whereby if you guys purchase something on Amazon, there's a way that you can very quickly and very easily 
make donations to AfterBuzz TV uh, at, by doing that. Simply go to AfterBuzzTV.com. Before you go to Amazon, we've got a banner right on the homepage. You click on it. It takes you to Amazon, and then you're done. That's it. You've done everything you have to do. You just make your purchases like you normally would, and you've done your good good deed for AfterBuzz and helping things stay uh, moving along and free here. So please remember, if you're going to buy something from Amazon.com, just go to AfterBuzzTV.com first and click on the link, and we will appreciate it very much. Okay, moving on to our, our next topic here. Sadie versus Tamara. Okay, we always talk about Sadie and Tamara. They are two characters that we think almost immediately could have some sort of spinoff to their own show. We cannot get enough of them when they're on camera talking. Uh, at some point in this episode, Tamara becomes nominated as the wedding planner's assistant. And she that's just the perfect thing for her to do. And it's hilarious what happens. But uh, they have this huge rivalry, which is really interesting because we know from previous episode that they actually can bond. They can be really good friends, but they are, I think, what, what I would call socially opposed to each other. Um, like, I, I don't know on all the different levels that, that you can describe it, but remember in, a, in, remember in a previous episode when they were both crying about something. I think, I think Sadie was crying about Maddie and uh, Tamara was crying about Ricky and they were in the bathroom stalls and they didn't know who was in the other stall and they were crying and they were all bonding over their man troubles and stuff and they were going to they were bonding and they were going to be great friends but they come out and when they see who each other who the other person is then they go back to <laughs> hating each other but in this case right now as we know Ricky is supposedly all in love with Sadie and we also know that at the end of the last episode is when Sadie was listening to all the girls talking about the wedding and about being in love and love versus sex and which comes first, et cetera, et cetera. And Sadie realized that some of the stuff they were saying applied to her and that here she had this guy who, you know, was saying all the right stuff, but she was just being, I guess, difficult and rejecting it. So she decided to give him a chance and they're seeing each other now. And I think Sadie always has to have something like negative about, you know, she just she's mean, man. She is mean and she has got to be doing something mean. And so in the midst of her accepting Ricky, she's a little bit like, you know, difficult with him and, you know, always questioning what he does and what he says and all this stuff in a mean way. But more so, she's taking a lot of pleasure in rubbing her relationship with Ricky in Tamara's face. And. In my opinion, we all know that Ricky, he does not at this point, he doesn't have the ability to be faithful or say the right thing, even though, you know, the writers are not letting us see it. I think he's still doing other stuff or he's going to. Um, but them, uh, you know, right at this point, if I were, you know, I'm not going to jump to predictions, but at this point, I would, I'm wondering what Tamara is going to do, what she's going to do, because right now she's just being hurt. It hurts her. She, is feeling like she still wants to be with with Ricky and 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 Sadie's with him and he's all devoted to her, you know, on the outside. So remains to be seen there. Um but yeah, Tamara is nominated as the the wedding planner's assistant quits and Tamara then gets nominated as the wedding planner's assistant and she's just looking around and she's tired. She says, "Jenna, I'm going to crack." I it's I can't even even us talking about it. It's like if I were talking about it with you guys, I would be like I am. I would say, 
it's it's hard to describe how perfectly Tamara delivers her lines. It, I mean, Phil, I don't know if you were watching all the different things, but when she's on the screen, it's captivating. No, she's she's very very good. Uh, yeah, and 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 again, uh, just brilliant writing on the part of. You always kind of want to create. Okay, what's what's the one thing that the character is going to absolutely hate? And you know, just even watching it today, every character had that moment of like, okay, what's the worst possible thing that can happen to me? And there it is. You know what? You know, and even even with even with the uh, just in terms of the wedding, just the pregnancy and the and the water breaking. Okay, it it wasn't that that ruined it because obviously you know she's off and doing her thing. It's I've lost a person. So it well, always translates to something. You know, creating obstacles. No, no, no. It's true. It's true. It, it, to to go off what you're saying about Ali, yeah, for her, and we see it at the end when she's basically she's taken her three Xanaxes uh, and um, or muscle relaxers, and she is telling Lacey, you know, I don't want to let this guy go. And Lacey's like saying, "Look, you rushed into it. I don't think you should. You should totally get annulled the marriage." But she's saying, "This is." A guy, you know, the only guy in a long time that's really loved me, and that's hard to forget how that feels. So yeah, you're right. The, that character was right there. She's fighting the thing that she doesn't want, she hates the most, and that's being alone and being unloved, etc. But okay, big, big scene that happens is when Jake. Okay, the wedding is back on because Ben comes in. Jenna sees her mom falling all over Ben, acting all giddy, and she's freaking out. And then she realizes, okay, I got to get back into this wedding because she, since she had quit the wedding when Allie got mad at her, I got to get back in so I can make sure my mom and Ben don't like hook up during this wedding because my dad's not here. And she tries to get even get her Val, which we always wonder why she keep going to Val for help and advice because every single time Val gives her horrible advice and most of the time doesn't help out. But I mean, and even this time, you know, she says she starts to help, but she says no later. Um, But she's, she's got to get back in the wedding to break this up. So now that means that Jake needs a suit now. Okay. So Jake had already gone uh, Jenna had already told Jake, look, just come to my house after they go to the wedding because then we can go have sex in the house because my mom's not even going to be home. And that was all part of her plan anyway. But Maddie then brings the suit to Jenna's house. Now, here's the thing. Everybody, I think anybody who's watching this might have missed this part because it seemed kind of innocent, right? He's just meeting Jake there to bring the suit. But why did, I think it was Tamara that told Jenna, said, you have a special visitor. Guys, that means that Maddie went in there and told somebody, go in and tell Jenna I'm here or tell Jenna to come out and see me. Because Maddie still, obviously he still wants her in, in whatever way he does. Because I'm, I'm not on Team Jake or Team Maddie. Because I don't think Jake does it for her. I don't think that she has the chemistry. I think she has the chemistry with Maddie. But I also don't think Maddie really wants her. I think he just wants what he can't have at this point. But Maddie comes and he's always been the smooth cat. He's and he's doing another smooth move. He's like, you know, I'm sure he told somebody, tell her I'm here. Anyway, she goes out there and it's on her face. Ashley Rickards plays Jenny, did a great job with just her uh, the acting with her body language and her facial expressions. She is still 
hung up on Maddie, you know, and, and she's affected by him in the very least she's affected. And he's out there and he's all calm and he's cool. And I say that he's still trying to put salt in the game. He's still trying to sabotage, I say. But he's good at it. And he try and he, you know, he's pretty convincing and he's so calm and he even says, Hey, listen, I'm glad for you and Jake. You guys look good together. Uh even though it still stings a little. And you know what? He's just playing it cool. That's a nice way for him to let her know I still want you. And then Jenna is obviously affected. She admits she it says to him, hey, uh, you know, it still stings for me too. Okay. And Jake is clueless. He comes in, gets the suit and says, oh, thanks a lot. And says, good luck on your day with Courtney tonight. He's just clueless about it. But Jenna says it stings too. And then she says to us viewers that, oh, Maddie and I finally have closure. And I don't even know why she said that. I don't believe it. I don't believe she's got closure. I don't believe it for a second. Uh, when we get to predictions, I'm going to say that I think they're going to they're gonna eventually get back, do something, her and Maddie. But that one, if, if they were trying to convince me that they had closure, I don't believe it. I think Jenna's still hung up. And, uh, of course, you know, that's like the main plot line anyway, so I doubt they're going to just close that off right now anyway. So, okay. Now, I also want to remind you guys that are listening, um, uh, especially our podcast listeners, but if you're watching, pay attention to what you can do also that helps us out, that keeps keeps things expanding here, is uh, all of our shows, not only can you find them on YouTube, and you can rate and comment there, which we appreciate, but you can also subscribe to our podcast. That's a big one. A um, couple things happen. You subscribe to our podcast, you get notified of all the podcasts of your favorite shows, all the after shows of your favorite shows. It's good. A lot of times we have guests come in, get inside information. Next week, we're going to have Jillian Rose Reed, who plays Tamara, in studio here talking to us. It's going to be great. Um, yes, that's going to be awesome. But uh, with Apple's new podcast app, they made it really, really super easy for you to subscribe, to rate, comment, and that does, like I said, a couple of things. Number one, it will actually help us stay popular with, within Apple's eyes, meaning our podcast shortcuts and icons will be in the forefront and more likely to be on the homepage of the podcast, the podcast homepage in the Apple Store. And it's it's also the type of thing where you want to, you know, share share it with your friends. When you rate and you comment, you have the option to, you know, invite, share, tell a friend, all that stuff. Easy to do. Takes a minute helps things expand and be promoted here. So please do that podcast app in the in the App Store from Apple. Don't forget that. Okay. I'm going to finish up with what I call the big allegory. And I don't even know. I love making fun of Phil. Phil is one of the smartest dudes I know. So any chance I get to make fun of his ass, I do it. I think you misspelled allegory. I'm just going to put that out there. Do you know if you spelled allegory right or not? Hello? Are you there? Okay. I've got my top man on it, or <laughs> possibly bottom. Okay. To me, the big reveal for this whole thing, aside from the corny crap that Ben said when uh, Jenna was talking to him at the end, because in the end, Jenna confronted Ben and said, look, just because my mom and dad are not together right this second doesn't mean that it's open season for you to come in and take my mom or whatever. So back off, dude. And for whatever reason, he said, okay. But then this part, I was like, it, it was corny. He's like, okay, well, just uh, 
you know, I should have fought for your mom when I had the chance, so you're right. And so just take a lesson and learn from me. Don't make the mistake I made, okay? You don't know her like that, dude. It's not your place to be giving her advice. You don't, I mean, she's, she hates you right now. But anyway, he said it, as corny as it was for him to be the one to say it. But that's when I feel like it was sort of revealed that even though Tamara already had said in the, in the episode, Ben is your mom's Maddie, okay? It was made more clear to me that, whoa, now all of a sudden, they're pre- Jenna's being presented with this idea. Check this out. The idea that Maddie, if Ben is her mom's Maddie, then should her mom have stayed with Ben? Should Ben have fought harder and then tried to continue to try to break up or end the relationship between her mom and Kevin, which is Jake? Okay, so now we've got Ben, Jenna, I'm sorry, Maddie, Jenna, Jake, Ben, Lacey, Kevin. So her dad is Jake. And now their marriage is on the rocks. So Jenna's got a situation where she might think, okay, if I stay with Jake, ultimately it's going to like not work out because I should have been with Ben. I should have been Maddie, my Ben, and her, Ben, my Maddie. Anyway, uh, her mom essentially has the same thing. So Jenna is now repeating the situation her mom went through. But what's she going to do? Um, let me see. Do I have, okay, we, I don't have any news and gossip for this one, but I am ready to go into predictions when you are there. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. Okay. Oh, and while I'm doing the predictions, before I do that, I'm going to say we did have a technical difficulty because I, you know, I'm, I would be lax if I didn't address the fact that Jenna was trying to sleep with Jake and I don't know if she did. I don't know what happened because MTV was like a minute late with the show and it cut off. But my prediction is that some, something's going to get in the way. Jake and Jenna are not going to sleep together. Not yet. And and I could be totally wrong and look like a fool right now because the show cut off and maybe they did sleep together at the end of the episode. But they are not. I am hoping that Lacey and Kevin get back together. Not sure yet. Okay. Uh, I think, I think, God, what do I think about Tamara and Sadie? Man. Okay. I predict that Ricky is going to be cheating on Sadie and that Tamara is going to be the one that has to tell Sadie and that's going to bring them together. So I think Sadie's actually going to come over to the, to the light side at some point. Uh, I don't think Tamara's going to go over to the dark side. I think Sadie's going to come over and be more in the mix of friends some kind of way. Um, but, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Ed Bowling on Twitter. I am at Ed Bowling. Uh, I'm here on Sunday nights doing the great escape. Who? Philly D in there? You? Yeah, me. Fill in? The great escape. Oh, that's the one that you tried to get me to watch that one time. Yeah, it's very good. I might have to check that out. Okay. Well, thank you guys for listening and tuning in. See you next week. And I'll check out Awkward. I promise. All right. It is, it is pretty good. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. 
To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. You're, You're welcome. welcome. <laughs> and buzz you later. <laughs> Can't we just always follow it up and buzz you later? No, nah, we're doing it different. Buzz you, you later. And, and you're, you're welcome. welcome. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.